Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Society 13 Podcast Network Redefining Podcasts Society-13.com I like to listen You want to see something really scary? You bet Music Horror Art Politics And overall badass Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio For real Society 13 Networks. Folks, friends, and fiends, there it is. Welcome to Kettle Whistle Radio. It's episode 187, and we have, I'm Dave, of course, but sitting in the third rail, um, he has yet to call it the third rail, that was an old term we used. <laughs> <laughs> and if you uh, lived in New York City, you know what the third rail is all about. It's the one that you don't, it's electrified. Yeah. But that's where all our guests sit, but that is the Taddy seat formerly, and uh, formerly the Miss D seat. And don't worry, folks, they're okay. They've just moved on to other things. And, um, well, what can I say, Sean? Uh, we got Sean Feldbush sitting there now. And, uh, all, and I usually say this halfway through the show, but um, all the good conversations happen off the air. I didn't know how much of a Godzilla fan Sean was until just now. And it, I have a few things floating around Helm's Deep headquarters here. There's um, some um, nostalgia from my childhood, but you are a huge Godzilla fan. Yeah, yeah, I used to... Uh... When I was a kid, um, Saturday mornings after the cartoon episodes, would, and Godzilla would come on, and that's mm. that's how I got introduced to Godzilla. But what I used to do was roll pennies for my mom, and for people that don't know that, it's literally taking a stack of pennies and rolling it so you could take it in the bank and cash it in. And uh, I'd roll those for my mom so she could cash them in, and, and then she would take me to this local store, and I'd buy Godzilla VHS tapes every nice. time I rolled pennies. Excellent. Or quarters or nickels or whatever I roll. But anyways, they, uh, you know, I, I go buy Godzilla VHS tapes and I, I amassed a collection of Godzilla tapes and toys and shirts. And my mom has this, anytime you go to my mom's house, she has this picture of the three boys and I'm the oldest and uh, I'm wearing a Godzilla t-shirt on a, I think it's Godzilla on a surfboard, actually. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. That's one thing I never. I don't think I've owned a Godzilla shirt. That's the only thing I don't have. Uh, but yeah, Saturday mornings, um, sometimes Sundays. We, but usually that was Three Stooges and Abbott and Costello would come on. Yep. Um, and I'd be disappointed. But sometimes you get a black and white horror movie, and I grew up watching those. And that has transcended. I'm back into those again because I watch this little show called Sven Gulli, who um, he's the the host of a horror TV show like The Days of Old, like Chili Billy and all that and he is back doing he'll do creature from black lagoon and he'll find these really bad ones too like like really i can't even get get into uh some of the things i've seen on there but he's the host and he brings it back he did do uh godzilla versus uh monster zero and um 
he does he loves Godzilla movies. He did the Blob, the original Blob with Steve McQueen. And Sven Gulli got me right back into the whole Godzilla thing all over again. And Sean just introduced me to this new thing. You said Shin Godzilla? Shin Godzilla or Godzilla Resurgence. It's a Toho movie that came out like oh, almost two years ago now. And wow. um, missed it completely. So if, if anybody out there is like a anime fan, if you know the series Neon Genesis Evangelion, you got to check that out if you haven't seen it. Um, the guy that made that animated anime series uh, made a live-action Godzilla movie called Shin Godzilla or Godzilla Resurgence, wherever hmm. you're in America or you know over in Japan. But uh, and I thought Shin was going to be the name of the guy that made it. But okay, no, no, and uh, it is a it's a, it's like a almost it's political in a sense from Japanese culture, but. It's a really, really creepy take on Godzilla. A creepy take. I yeah, like that. Yeah. If you remember, the very first Godzilla was totally a political take. I mean, it was, uh, you know, against nuclear, um, mm -hmm. well, nuclear, not just waste, but uh, war itself. And uh, it was, you know, pollution. They got into that with the smog monster, which was fantastic. Yeah. I, I wanted to show you. Up there, there is actually a little... I see it. He's a little yeah. uh, pewter form of the smog monster. Right next to Gamera, Toho Productions would not be happy with that. <laughs> and no, folks, we'll never see Gamera vs. Godzilla as much as so many folks want to see that happen. I want to write that one. I wrote it as a kid. Mm. Terrible. You know, just I killed off all the human main characters in the beginning just so the monsters could fight. You know, <laughs> That's one thing they never do is kill off the main characters, except for that first Godzilla movie, uh -huh. The Doctor. They did the whole Frankenstein theory, which I love. But so Shin Godzilla, with luck, I may get to see this because you have a copy of it. So. I do, I do. I don't know how I missed this thing. But yeah, the last one I actually paid to see was Final Wars, um, and I still haven't finished watching it uh, because my I, I don't know what happened. The streaming stopped working that day. That sucks. Well, I've seen a lot of the newer ones, but the last one that I paid for that was actually in the released in the theaters was Godzilla 2000. Oh wow! If you remember yes, that? Yes, yeah, I, I did go see that. Yeah, in the theater. Yeah, it was and that a, was yeah. a good one too. That was good. Yeah, didn't the thing turn into a spaceship or something? Or Some, I, something. Like that. Vaguely, yeah. Rem yeah, I don't even remember the monster's name, but I saw it in the theater. I remember. You remember Godzilla, nineteen eighty-five, when you were a kid. Hard to find. When I was a kid. You can't find it, and people either yeah. love or hate. I love that movie. I loved. I loved at the beginning when Godzilla, the foot would smash Bambi. Do you remember that? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. That was that made uh, mainstream TV and I think America's Funniest Home Videos once too, or one of those shows back in the eighties. Uh, but what do you do? You own Godzilla '85? I can't I'm find a, it. I might have a copy at my mom's house. I have uh, to go check. I cannot find that film. Uh, so if anybody out there has it, <laughs> you can uh, email me at kettlewhistleradio at gmail.com. But usually that is uh, saved for bands with music. I'm always looking for more. I'm getting more. You're gonna hear some today. We've got some stuff for you, but once again, um, I mean, it, it, there's another conversation I want to get into with Sean, but we got to see if he wants to talk about it because he brought it up <laughs> off air. However, he has introduced me, and you heard a little smidgen of it earlier, uh, just before the show started. There, uh, we lead it in with Collide, C-O-L-L-I-D-E. Uh, Sean introduced me to this band, and I have fallen in love with them, and I think we're going to get them on at some point. Yeah, I, I think we have it. Pretty much lined up. Well, you know, at a future date, we'll get them in for an interview. What do you know about them? Because you were telling me all kinds of stuff. So, so I know that um, the guy, the people in the band are uh, Karen and Static, mm -hmm. and Static, S T A T I K. I had to think about that for a second. <laughs> he. Uh, Don't worry, I'll misspell it somehow. Anyway, it's he, my forte. At one point in time, had produced music with uh, Prince and um, he's done some of the electronic music that some of you might know uh, the electronic sounds and the soundscape stuff um, that's on some of the tool records I'm pretty sure oh man um, they're good friends with those guys um, they're also good friends with one of the bands that I really like which is Skinny Puppy nice and mm -hmm. uh, Kevin Key particularly and um, that's how I actually got into them because at one point in time I was all about anything and everything that those guys in Skinny Puppy did, and um, Kevin Key remixed a track on their first album, and uh, that's how I found out about Collide, and 
you know just fell in love with them as you said mm -hmm. um, you know I'm, I'm a sucker for electronic music with a female fronted vocals and um you know they just kind of fit right into to, to what i liked i agree with that yeah like i i even like uh the birthday party massacre mm -hmm. yeah, yeah i only know one song that i really liked I, I've, li I've listened to them a little bit but one of one of my biggest favorite bands is uh curve curve yeah absolutely yes yes yeah. um it's funny uh, we were talking about course of empire which is a defunct band for a long time now but they made it's funny that um I talked to Chad, he used to be called Chad of Empire back in the day of MySpace when I started up doing uh, Kettle Whistle Radio, which it was called uh, Red Horse Radio at the time with John Towers. And, um, and actually, Heather was on the first, I think, five episodes of that or something like that. Um, but it goes back to that. I was like, uh, oh God, I was trying to get them to come on, but I, I had Chad of Empire. I don't know his last name, but maybe we can get back into him again. And he got me into Curve, um, female-fronted, I guess sort of industrial. But Chad, oh, he, he said that Course of Empire always got, uh, he said, you know, bunched in with industrial when they really weren't. Um, they were tribal, like, um, yeah. but not metal, but they had metal riffs. But the drums, they, I don't know if you know this, uh, the drums were incredible. Well, they, they had double drums, oh, right? Yeah, they had double, but this, that's, it didn't stop there. They were famous for throwing like things like kettle drums and a bunch of drumsticks out to the audience for the audience to play in, so there would never be enough beats. They were incredible. If you, you can find any course of Empire stuff out there, do it. Uh, it's hard to find stuff. There's still one album I can't find. Infested. I just have the EP, and there's a whole album I'm missing. But yeah, Chad said they got you know lopped into the uh, industrial thing, but they claim to not be industrial. Would you call Curve industrial? They're kind of, they're just rock bands. I guess, it's you know? just a rock band, but it has yeah. those elements. You yeah. know, good you stuff. Know, usually, if people ask, you know, is it industrial? You know, yeah. Well, samples. Kind and of it has samples. Sledgehammer beats. And, and, yeah. Yeah, and heavy bass lines, distorted guitars. You know, mm -hmm. they're more of in line with um, bands like uh, My Bloody Valentine and um, yes, things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the reason I brought up Curve is because um, the people, the the members of Clyde, Static, and Karen, they actually did an album with uh, Dean Garcia from Curve called The Secret Meeting. Yeah, he told me. That's and it's very Curve esque, but with the Clyde vocals. And um, you know, I really, really love that album. So you should, you guys should check that out as well. Yeah, it sounds like it's worth uh, checking out. And the stuff I heard from Clyde is just plain amazing. And uh. I guess we should give them a taste. We've talked it up so much. Um, this is, let's see, well, Collide, that album, um, what is it? You said there's 29 tracks on the thing. Yeah, Mind and Matter. Mind and Matter, which you can get at collide.net. Um, the song that, I mean, immediately hit me. I didn't give Sean enough time to let me delve into the rest of it. I heard Freaks Me Out, which it was the Blue Stalhi mix. Yeah. Um, Blue Stalhi mix. And... and uh, but freaks me out is the name of the song, and uh, we'll let you guys judge on your own. Shall we play that right now? You think? Yeah. All right, let's give them something new, but new for some. I always say that to folks. You know, like Kettle Whistle Radio, uh, the, some of the stuff we play is not new. It's but it's new to a new audience, and you know things you missed along the way. <laughs> <laughs> I know because a lot of it I missed. Yeah, and you guys are missing things in clubs because nobody goes to the clubs anymore. There's no scene anymore. Blah blah blah. Wow wow wow. Just go check out a band sometime. You'd be amazed what's actually out there. I mean, really, uh, Buildings was one of those bands yeah. that just like you know we walked in. On, I didn't know what we walked in on. Just in in your face. There's a, there's a lot of underground places that you can go to and still get great local music, touring bands. Mm -hmm. You know, or places like the Rock Room where we saw Buildings or yeah, uh, Gooskies or yeah, Devo or yeah, you know, any, any of those places in Pittsburgh. Um, yeah, you know, if you're in the Pittsburgh area, folks, I know there's yeah, a lot yeah. of folks that don't listen to that, but that's okay. I know you guys know the places by you. Dallas, Texas has a slew. New York City has a bunch. I mean, I used to have the guys uh, from 16 Volt on here, and out in uh, they're in uh, Washington, the state of Washington. And yeah, I, I don't know what kind of scene is going on there right now. I haven't talked to Eric in a long time from 16 Volt. Great guy, but yeah, he that's when we got things started here. But yeah, we should definitely play a track here um 
but yeah, uh, yeah, I'll get into something else after this because there's definitely something I want to add. But in the meantime, oh, oh, I know exactly what it is because we're talking about Godzilla. <laughs> God, this is racial. I just got racially motivated. Uh, a band that I like is over in Japan. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah, Magnet School, which I'm proud to say um, we saw. I saw them here in a little coffee shop, and they're from Austin. And I love everything they do. They'd be more of an alternative rock band. But again, you've never heard production like this from these. These guys have been doing it so long. And Magnet School, I had a, you know, an interview after the live show with them with uh, Eric Kahn, the drummer. That's spelled E-R-I-K, last name C-O-N-N, Eric Kahn. Drumming machine that he is. And uh, incredible. And if you, not industrial. They're, they're borderline I, they're a rock band. They're borderline punk, alternative, whatever you want to call it. Just great rock and roll music. But they're in Japan, so I was happy. You know, big ups to my guys over at Magnet School. Um, and if you want to hear a taste of what they sound like, check out my trailer for my comic book um, for Demon Eye. One word, Demon Eye. Go to YouTube and just look up Demon Eye, one word, and Demon Eye Comic. It should come up, and you'll see the trailer for the Demon Eye comic book, which is i think a measly five dollars you get it uh burningbulb.com uh it's burningbulbpublishing.com but check out the video for the trailer and you can hear magnet school i haven't really boasted about that enough i had family that hadn't even seen it until this week so there you go folks enjoy it it's only it'll take you three minutes to view it but it's fun stuff yeah let's go with that i know I, yeah, me out. you played both versions and i know i said i was going to play that so i should play it with the remix first Maybe we'll get to the other version at some other time. I just think it kicks ass. So yeah. All right, here we go. Collide freaks me out. Literally, literally.
all kidding aside, um, just want to say we are going to reintroduce an old segment uh, called Critical Mass. Our guy from uh, New Jersey, he will be showing up. Uh, it's a kind of a very important topic this time, and we'll be getting to that shortly. Oh, I, I should add the movie Hereditary. Um, horror movie? Question mark. I guess. Talk amongst yourselves. I guess I need to see it a second time to see what I missed. But I liked it. All right, thanks. I'm not afraid of the dark, but you should be. There are things that dwell here in the dark. Things best left unseen. With the initial smoke clear from the fall of tomorrow, the blood now flows even thicker with dwelling in the dark. Eleven stories. All bits of the same mysterious puzzle. Fitting together with horrific parallels to its predecessor. Get ready for new, truly terrifying tales set in the broken world from the fall of tomorrow. Take a closer look at what's now dwelling in the dark. If you dare. Available on Amazon in traditional print and ebook. Get your copy today. Visit www.fairlydarkproductions.com for more info on the author and his work. Still here? Okay. Let's play a game. <laughs> Kick-ass song. Kick-ass song. I, I thank Sean for introducing me to Collide. And you're going to get more of that actually at the end of the show. You're going to hear a little more Collide. Um, and looking around Helm's Deep headquarters always brings up certain conversations. Like um, Sean just pointed out, the figurine of uh, the alien from Resurrection. If you saw that one, everybody hates it, or a lot of people don't like it. Winona Ryder, all that. I love Winona Ryder, so I don't yeah. care. Um, Resurrection, I had fun with it. Ron Perlman's in it. For crying Ron out Perlman is amazing in that. That's Ron a, Perlman's an ama- amazing in any movie. Saying, but, I'm going to get flack for this, by the way, because a lot of people, my folks, a lot of people I know in the horror um, realm around here, yeah. no pun intended, don't like it. They don't like it. I think Resurrection has some of the most disturbing things in, in the Alien series. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole Ripley 8 and the whole where she's like basically trashing the room where, mm. uh, you know, all the other previous clone version attempts of her are at. Yeah. That, that's, that's disturbing. But what really freaked me out was the, um, the alien baby Oof. that was birthed for Ripley. Man. That thing is so freaky looking yeah and and just plain scary it's standing yeah. right there its yeah. face it has the human eyes oh. and it's it's de- it's as quint says it's demise uh, it's demise um is just ruthlessly vicious and gory and it's mean brutal. and you actually feel for it you know i very how often do you feel for a monster Oh, in my case, a lot. But I hate the end of Jaws. <laughs> I hate it. Oh. But <laughs> it's my favorite movie. One of my favorites. Yeah. Me too. I just hate when the monster dies. I actually hate the whole whole movie turns around for me when they're hunting the monster down. I like when you don't see it and it's doing its thing. The best part of every horror movie is it's killing people off. It's stalking in the woods. It's, it's underwater. Whatever it is. But when they, you know, the heroes go out to hunt it, I'm bored. I'm like, oh, here we go. One of them will survive. Maybe two and a half. I don't know. But anyway, I like when things change. And hey, Jaws, I can't say a bad thing about it. I just I hate when the shark dies. But moving on from that, we were talking about Alien Three. Sean has a very interesting take on Alien Three. You know the one with all the bald guys in the prison colony, um, which they are now. They're going to be supposedly they're cutting that from the canon of Alien movies. They're going with Alien, Aliens, and right now supposedly. They're in production of an Alien Three that's going to get rid of that everything after Alien after Aliens. I thought that got canceled. 
maybe you might be right. Yeah. I haven't heard a damn thing about it yet. Yeah. So, as I understand yeah. it, um, you know, Prometheus came out, which mm-hmm. was like a prequel, pseudo prequel, and then Co- the Alien Covenant, Co- yeah, and then Alien Covenant came out. But Alien Covenant, I think, actually killed the retcon of oh, Alien Three. Interesting. Um, that um, that uh, I can't think of the director's name, but the guy that made. Um, uh, Elysium and uh, um, oh, yeah. uh, District Nine. Yeah, that, that yeah. director. He was gonna make it, but mm-hmm. that 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 ended up. But but anyways, Alien Three. I, I don't understand how they could cut that film, Cannon, because it's actually one of my favorite Alien movies. And um, I like it. I like a, it. a lot. It it gets trashed a lot by people, and and just like Resurrection does. And um, I don't know why. The producer's cut of Alien Three is is really really good, mm-hmm. and. Um, when when we were kids going to see that movie in like 91 or 92 or whenever it came out um we couldn't get into the movie right away because we weren't of age to be able to see it because it's an r-rated movie and the friend we were with was 18 and we were able to go get into the movie but we there was some argument going on so we actually got into the movie late so we didn't get the whole setup of the movie which was done at the beginning of the movie and we're like totally confused and at the end of the movie we're like what the hell you know what's what's going on <laughs> what's happening yeah and uh yeah it's, i i just really like it yeah it's good i i enjoy it i watched it again recently to see what people hated about it and i couldn't figure out what they hated about it um the one thing i read in fangoria years ago is like the fact that all the characters look the same i didn't think that at all and they were characterized by their behavior, uh, their background. Uh, Charles yeah. Dutton's character, when he's like, "I'm a rapist and murderer of women," you know, that's a huge yeah. statement. And who does he befriend? Ripley. You know, it's like yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of great characters in that movie. I mean, you know, and da- and David Fincher disowns that movie. Oh, David Fincher! He, but, comes, he comes up here a lot. You know why? <laughs> I'm in Mindhunter. I'm in episode three, and that's David Fincher. Oh, the, the yeah. new series. Yeah, I got to be in episode three in the background, but you know, three days of filming and I got paid. Oh, that's awesome. It was fun. You didn't know that, did you? I, I did not. Know that. Yeah, Mindhunter. You could see me for a brief period. It's when I had my, my hair was a little bit longer, and I, I ah, at the Evan City uh, Living Dead Fest. Um, I guess that was last year. I don't remember. Well, I, I actually in the in the last week I just found out about that series. And, it's good. Um, and. and I had every intention of going out and, and starting to watch it. It's good. Now I know I have to watch it. Yeah, I didn't know. They said it was going to be good. I, I sat in the Greensburg prison uh, for <laughs> with 14 other guys, for and it was a 14-hour day. And I didn't even get in um, the, for the f- first two days of filming. They were going to film me in the jail. I didn't get in. I was in prison garb and all that fun stuff. And the food is amazing, by the way, on a Hollywood set. Um, and... I did get on the third day, um, and it was filming on the airplane. So when you see an airplane scene with the two guys in the front, uh, two main characters uh, talking and smoking on an airplane, it takes place in the 70s. I'm in the background, all the way in the background, and you know, I'm all dressed in 70s, but you can't see any of the clothes I'm wearing. But they yeah. really, I mean, they do not. It's amazing, the production. It, it, we were in an airplane with the side cut off so they could film the side of it and everything. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. And now I can actually talk about what I, the scene I was in. And um, it, it's funny, too. There was a, a girl uh, dressed in 70s waitress, well, stewardess garb, mm-hmm. and she was amazingly beautiful. And for a good eight hours, they had me sit there. I had to be one of the few passengers awake, and I had to stare at her walk down the aisle. And they're like, just look at her ass. Just stare at her ass. Watch her go down. That's where you go, okay. <laughs> and I'm getting paid good money to do this for a while. Like, hey, Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood. And that's that's all I did all that time. And that poor girl, really, her head didn't even get in the scene and mine did. Uh, which And, and the, the scene with me looking at her isn't even there. It's just me in a seat, awake. And that's about it. Yeah. So, But yeah, I'm in the third episode. That's a good show, folks. Mindhunter. And I'm not just talking because I got on the production. It, it was a good time. I have another funny story about that. I don't know that I told... The David Fincher story, but um, yeah, he shows up on set at four. Like he shows up on the set for the first hour of the day, supposedly, and then he's gone, or he may come back. I'm not sure. But when I got to the Greensburg um, jail, at I was there between four and five in the morning. Dark out, uh, twenty trailers, everything's lit up, um, and I, I, ha- I couldn't find where I was supposed to go. And I met some people there, and uh, they were just they all knew each other and you're considered cattle when you're an extra on a set. Mm-hmm. So they, they didn't care who I was. And I was just like, Hey, where did the extra go? And they're like, Oh no, cattle go that way. And they pointed to this, this 
doorway to the jail and I go and I, I didn't see it because there's several doors and I went up to this guy I'm just like do you know where the extras are supposed to go and meet and, and he was just like yeah you just this door right here go ahead and you'll be fine and uh, I walked I found out later that was David Fincher oh wow yeah so I had a brush with fame he was there early and he was just walking to the trailer where those other people were and um, yeah dumb me I'm asking he's him he's one of my favorite directors there you go some back, back in the Nine Inch Nails days the video oh, yeah. the videos yeah yeah but um, seven Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it's got I mean, really good remixes of some Nine Inch Nails songs. Amazing, yeah, and the whole soundtrack is amazing. Um, all right, let's see. We uh, we should. Uh, this is something else. I I don't know your take on this yet. I I get these things every now and then from bands. Um, I, I do want to talk more about movies with you, but this I got to talk about because I got this uh this thing. I guess they're uh, called Riot AF. And that's R O R R I O T, and A F separate word. Um, the album's called Hard Hustle. The song is called World Insane. We're gonna hear that in a little bit here. You know, I might delay that just because I, I want to get back into the movie thing with you. There's a reason that we're gonna play World Insane, um, and it's a little bit heavy. We got a little bit of a heavy episode uh, in our second half here. Uh, I wanted to. You were talking about uh, well. Star Wars, and I hear now how they're putting a lot of the solo projects, <laughs> the one hits, no pun intended, they're putting the, uh, the one-shot deals on hold for a while, like Kenobi and some of the other movies, um, because Solo didn't do well, perform well, as maybe. well as they wanted it to. I was refreshed to hear that you enjoyed it. I loved it. I, I thought it was, you know, I thought it was a, I thought... Alden Endrich played a really good version of Sol- Han Solo and, yeah. and, and you know, really um, lived up to what the character was. I thought I, I just thought he played, he was really good. In it. And, and the whole storyline and everything about it was just really good. And, and you know, if, if you are the kind of person that, like, reads reviews and reads what other people are thinking and mm-hmm. that makes up your mind for you and you were originally going to see something and then you cho- you decide because of what other people say you're not going to do it you need to go and see it because mm-hmm. you're going to love it i i loved it and you can't let what other people think um sway your decision because um, you'll miss out you'll you'll miss out you'll, you'll miss out on the experience mm-hmm. of being in the theater and seeing it on the big screen and mm-hmm. all the sound and 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 the you know the, you know. Yeah, everything about it. Yeah. The reason you go, it, it, the reason you go to see a Star Wars film is the experience. Um, it's a popcorn film. I, I, I'm not really, I'm not into that term, but the whole family can go and enjoy it. It's a movie you can put on, and yeah, it's violent. It's, it's there's plenty of good violence in it. It's a western. There's a train robbery for crying out loud. Yeah. And it's that's what Star Wars was. It was a we- it was a spaghetti western in space. You know, we can't forget these things. Um, I. Hey, and Chewbacca steals the show as far as I'm concerned. I love Chewie. Yeah. He's fantastic. And um, um, is it Amelia Clark? Is that how you say it? Is it Emily or Amelia? Amelia. She's from uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. And she must – she was amazing. I thought she was great. Her character was great. The villain wasn't scary to me, but he was was good at what he did, the actor. I think they could have done more there with villains, but that wasn't the idea uh, because these guys were pirates for the most part. The good guys are pirates. Danny Glover, Danny, is it Danny, <laughs> or is that his father? No, no, wait, Daniel Glover? No, I got, I'm gonna have to edit that. Um, Glover. <laughs> Glover is his last name, but I can't think of his first Dan- name. Danny Glover, uh, that's a lethal weapon. Um, uh, Danny, Donald Glover. Uh, wait, what's the other Glover? Corey Glover. In Living Color? Or is that Living Color? Living Color. Yeah, In Living Color is the TV show. Anyway, yeah, we're really, I'm really slipping here. Um, yeah, anyway, Donald Glover, who is not just an actor. He plays Lando Calrissian in the film. He also is a comedian, and he is a rap artist, both of which are pretty damn good. He has a TV show, I think. Does he? Doesn't he? I don't know. I think he, does. I think he has a TV show, too. <laughs> I guess if your name's Glover, I'm going <laughs> to... Fuck everything up. I don't know. But and I, I thought he was great as Lando. I he's a he's a great actor. We're gonna see more of him. He was on TV. You're right. He was on a TV show. He was also in the latest Spider-Man: Homecoming. He plays the uh, thug in the uh, car garage. 
I think he uh, he webs to a car or something, and he has something to say. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's been. You know, I, I thought he stole the show. If it wasn't, I mean, I like Chewbacca. He stole the show for me. Next, Donald Glover, guy that plays Han Solo, great. But I really kind of lo- I thought Lando was pretty damn cool. Yeah, and he uh, likes to fuck robots. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Uh, Sean's got a spoiler. I just don't know at this point. Do we tell them spoilers? I, I, don't, know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know either. Can, I don't know if it's too soon. Yet it's still not. summer, so there are people that may want to see it. Is it a spoiler? I mean, these people have been ruining these things, so it's like I, I guess I don't want to be one more person. But we'll just say somebody shows up at the end. Is yeah. that safe? Yeah, that's right. safe. That's safe. And it's a good surprise. Somebody you wouldn't think. Really. Somebody you definitely wouldn't think. And I, I know people like myself out there. I know all you guys are like, oh, come on. It's no big surprise, but it is. To other folks, it is a surprise. Anyway, so that's enough of that hard hustle. Um, Now, um, the reason that we're playing this next song, World Insane by Riot AF, and uh, it's it's a lead-in to some subject matter coming up. And these guys sent me an email with a release, and (laughs) Sean got the whole EP somehow, and I just downloaded one song. But they wanted this heard, so we're going to play it. Uh, We're going to play World Insane. See what you guys think. This has nothing to do solo or a Glover. <laughs> but uh, let's see what you think and let us know. And uh, this is Riot AF with World Insane. States of America out there. I got a couple of rants I want to talk about. Critical Mass here. I was watching Ghosted, which just got canceled. Craig Robinson, Adam Scott, you would think it would be a great show. It really started sucking, and I gave up on it. You know, there's a lot of depressing stuff going on in the world right now. I don't understand people with guns, that they go in, they get pissed off, whatever, 
and they start shooting up people. I've had instances where people piss me off. I've had ex-girlfriends who piss me off, but I don't go in and kill them or kill the family. I find that people now just let their anger, they don't use their words. We do it with children now. I teach kids classes, and we say, use your words. Well, I think adults need to use their words, and I don't think we have to take a gun to answer all our goddamn problems. You know what? Whatever happens, happens, but to come in with a freaking gun and shoot and kill innocent people is ridiculous in my front. Also ridiculous. I'm all over the place. The ADD kicks in sometimes, and I just got to go on and on and on. A Shining sequel? Are you freaking kidding me? Shining? That's a one and done. There should be no more sequels. Indiana Jones 5 coming out now at 2019, 2020? Are you kidding me? Did you see the last one? What was there, spaceships, whatever? That movie was atrocious. We don't need any more kind of sequels like that. Was I going to... Oh, I tried watching Kanye West and the Kardashians on... What was it? What was it? What was it? What was it? Steve Harvey hosts uh, Family Feud. Yeah, that's a train wreck. How the Kardashians, after a sex tape, has led to this empire is beyond me. But that's the world today. If you go on social media right now, the people, that, stuff that people put up is out of control. Now, our president feels like he has to tweet all the time, listen, there's problems going on in the world. Why he's starting a fight with Jimmy Fallon whatever about whatever he does, I think there's more important things to talk about than to be tweeting or Instagramming. I feel like people, if they took a second, counted the five, counted the 10, counted the 3,000, they would shut up and not send out stupid tweets or put stuff up that we don't need to see. When kids are afraid of going to school every day, when shootings are happening to innocent, I mean, listen, when we start shooting kids, that's ridiculous. You know, it's, it, 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 listen, I know we all have the right to bear arms, but back then, you know, weren't we at war and when we first created this, that there were bad things happening and you needed a gun to protect yourself because someone could come and shoot you. That's not the case anymore. I know you need a gun. Sure, you can have it. But I don't understand why people just can't communicate. I know I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over again, but I'm trying to process it, and it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't make any sense at all. And you know what the problem is? I see with the kids today, we baby them too much. We've made these kids wimpy. You know, we give them participation trophies or we say, oh, it's okay. You're always great. You know what? You're not, world isn't always going to be great. You're not always going to succeed. Sometimes you're going to fall on your ass and bad things are going to happen. You're going to fail at things. You're going to have to get back up. Maybe you file for bankruptcy. You might get divorced. You might get dumped. You might get fired from a job. You might lose your money. That's the way life is going to be. But we have to get these kids prepared for the worst and give them work ethic. Some of these kids are lazy, lazy kids. And we got to get them, you know, motivated to do things. Yeah, and I also agree. Get the plastics out of the water. These kids—they're finding these animals with plastic inside their bellies from all the. We're throwing so much crap. People, listen. I see people walking in New York City, and they're eating a freaking candy bar, and they just are dropping their garbage on the ground as they walk. It's like, dude, can you throw it in the garbage? And also, power snotty—that is absolutely disgusting. If you're running, get a goddamn tissue and blow your nose like a normal person. I don't know why you have to power snot as you go by me. It's disgusting. And when you're coughing, cover your goddamn mouth. I find that. Uh, and people and listen this has happened to me numerous times people walking out of the crapper and not washing their hands hygiene wash your goddamn hands I don't understand how do you walk out of a toilet and not wash your hands oh my god that crap drives me crazy and people complaining it's too hot right now listen would you rather be 100 degrees or 20 inches of snow I'll take 100 degrees sweating my little tush off as opposed to freezing my little tush off any day of the week it's going to be hot this weekend that's okay also kind of trivia question do you know the only city that all the sports teams have the same colors in their uniforms. Do you know the only city that the sports teams have the same color pattern in all their franchises? And this city, okay, I'll say Major League Baseball, NFL, and NHL. All three teams in this city have the same color pattern. That's from, so I do a show, JD Talking Sports, drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I do a trivia question at every one, at the end of every one of my shows. You can also subscribe to me on iTunes, Rate, review me. I would love all that stuff. Have a great day. Peace out. Talk to you soon. And thank you so much to Jonathan Sheinkup of Critical Mass for returning to our airwaves. Yes. It's been a long time since we had a rant. You heard earlier there was World World Insane by Riot AF. And uh, yeah, we're making a statement with that one right now because yeah, it is uh, definitely insane out there. I've seen enough of it myself and I know Sean has. And this next little uh, piece we're going to talk about is on YouTube right now. And um, it, I don't know, Sean, hits close to home. Um, it's called Only We, I'm sorry, Only We Know. My voice is cracking. If you watch it and you're a parent, I can only imagine what you go through. But yeah, Only We Know, it's on YouTube. 
and it's choreographed by Mia Michaels, um, who I am not, I'm only familiar with because my niece is in the video and in the dance squad that is in the video. And um, her name's Allison, and uh, you can see her in it. Uh, she's the blonde with the pigtails, you'll see um, in the video. But the, it's the content of the video. Um, it shows, I don't know, Sean, do you want to explain what it shows? So, so when you're when you're first watching the video, you don't really realize how it how it ends up being what it what it ends up being. But um, it's it's basically uh, you know it's, it's about your children in school, um, middle school or high school age children in school, and then all of a sudden there's an active shooter situation, and um, it depicts you know it's not. It's not gory or bloody or anything. There, there's, there's nothing like that in it. No. It, it, it's well, ta- it's tasteful and well done and high production qualities and and, and, and really good. But it's jarring. Um, I have a 16-year-old daughter that's going to be turning 17 here, and I know that at their school they've gone through active shooter drills, and you know it, it's emotional to watch. And uh, I was teary-eyed just j- just watching it. And um, but when you get through the video and you see the the that what was transpiring as you were watching it in reverse is actually these choreographed dance um ways that these children are are depicting when they're attacked and they're falling to the ground or against a wall or or whatever they're doing but but they're but they're being depicted as being shot in the video. It's heavy shit. It's, and, it's heavy. But yeah. when they get, when you get towards the end of the video and you see in reverse that they're actually choreographed dance moves, the way that they're moving, it it's it's really quite beautiful. But it, it's very very jarring video and very very mm-hmm. emotional. Yeah. Hey, I let's see. It was only two days ago. Um, I was with my my cousin Chris. Uh, you guys used to hear him on these airwaves, actually. He did a little show here for a while on politics. And um, Chris, I went with him to go pick up um, my niece, his daughter, um, from her, her dance studio. Um, and Allison got in the car and was explaining to us about this thing. And she saw the final cut of it. And, and she said, it has to do with a school shooting. And I, immediately, you know, I, I looked at Chris and... and um, he was fine with it. I'm like, you're fine with this? And I'm like a dance routine to a school shooting. And it sounds like it's in poor taste. You guys are going to get murdered, um, meaning people are going to come after you. And they do want it to go viral, but you don't want it to go viral in the bad way. Um, I listened to them banter about it for a while. And um, then after watching it, I changed my mind completely. It's something people need to see. Yeah, I, I really think people need to see this. Yeah. And, uh, um, you know, make up their own mind about how they feel about it because, you know, it, you know, I, I just, I personally, I don't understand what circumstances have to transpire in your life that you decide that you're going to become an active shooter mm-hmm. for whatever reason. If it's a mental breakdown or it's a, uh, you know, it's a, the circumstances that you find yourself in in your life that caused you to reach that point where this is your only outlet or means to, 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 to be heard in a sense. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't, I don't get how you get to that point, but mm-hmm. obviously it occurs. Yeah. And, um, it occurs too often, too much. And it, it, sh- it shouldn't occur. Right. It doesn't make sense. I, I have teachers, uh, close to me and they go, I know you were just talking about this too. They, uh, they do reenactments and, they um, have professionals come in and fire firearms, blanks, of course, um, in the hallway and in the gymnasium and different places so that the teachers and the kids alike know what it sounds like as opposed to something, yeah. a noise outside or a door slamming. They get to hear these real weapons being fired, and they act out what the, the emergency procedures would be. Yeah, and if, you, if you're not used to being around firearms or hearing what that sounds like or you never, you know, you're not in the military or... Or you know, a, a policeman or policewoman or anything like that. If, you, if you're not used to that, hmm. it is jarring. You like it will. Sh- it you, you will be stunned and you won't know how to react. Mm-hmm. So, you know, 
you, you, you're not prepared for it. No. Yeah. Not at all. And, and you probably, I, I've shot some high caliber guns, we'll just say. Yeah. You're not ready the first time you're doing it. You don't, you don't know what the kickback's going to be. But the fear, the sound that it makes, I can't even imagine what that must be like in a, you take it out of context. In a classroom, you're sitting in a classroom and you hear it down the hallway. I mean, that's just, that's pure terror. Um, but this video um, has been done in good a good taste. Uh, if you watch it, it's not exploitation of children. It's not, ex you know, they're not using this really for anything but awareness, I think, the way yeah. I look at it. Um, at first, I, I, I was a little surprised that this would be a tactic people would use for uh, dance and choreography I, but again it's done by Mia Michaels and you're more familiar with who she is than I am well not really I mean I know, know the show I, I know that she's a I think she's a judge on so you think you can dance yeah you are and, correct uh, on that yes I know I believe she also uh, goes around worldwide and, and holds um, cl class master classes mm -hmm. or exhibitions or um, whatever yeah. the right terms are in the dance world it's pretty heavy stuff and uh, well acted out by the kids. Um, even the dancing, it's haunting. Um, you have to see it for yourself. You have to see it for yourself. That's the only thing I can uh, really say about that. Um, all the way through, it's very short. You know, it's not going to take too much of your time, but only we know on YouTube. Check it out. Um, and on that note, um, what else do we only know, Sean? I'm sure there's a few things. <laughs> Um, my Twitter, <laughs> I think only I know it's, uh, at fairly dark, um, get all our shows at www.fairlydarkproductions.com. Peruse the books, see if there's something there fiction wise that you'd like to read too. I appreciate that. That's how we get to do this show. I want to thank Collide who we will have on at some point. Um, right, Sean? <laughs> yes. And, uh, let's see, what do you have in closing? You want people to find you? They should probably find you at Facebook still. Yeah, they can find me on Facebook. All right. And uh, this next one you picked out, too. It's our last one for the night. Yeah, so Collide, uh, recently they did a Pledge Music campaign, and they uh, they released their new remix album that has a couple original tracks, but it also has a uh, their take on the uh, old John Lennon song, Imagine. And uh, I think it's a, it's just a beautiful way to, to maybe end this segment. Mm -hmm. So I think we'll play that. Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a somber note. But hey, uh, that's what it, that, unfortunately, um, that's the, the world we live in right now. So uh, check out that video and uh, check out the song and give us a listen. And it uh, shouldn't be too long before you hear from us again. All right. And uh, I thank you for listening to Kettle Whistle Radio. And uh, I'll let Sean say goodnight. Goodnight, everybody.
podcast leadership is a people business that's the philosophy of your podcast host john rennie as a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate america before starting his own manufacturing business he knows that leadership matters matters. deep leadership is real world actionable leadership advice from john and his expert guests Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement. Inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast.